Hello and welcome to Fintech Impact. I'm your host, Jason Pereira. Today's show, I have Pete Lord. Pete is the CEO of Codat. Codat is a platform that enables integrations and communication by using API protocols of small businesses and the financial companies they're dealing with. And with that, here's my interview with Peter. Pete, thanks for taking the time. Thank you, Jason. Thanks for having me. So, Pete Lord of Codat, uh, tell us about Codat. We help our clients who are large financial and large technology companies connect to the software used by their small business customers. In particular, we connect to accounting software, things like Xero, Sage, QuickBooks, e-commerce software, payments, and marketplaces, Amazon, eBay, etc. So in a way, uh, you're kind of like, I won't say a Zapier for, uh, for financial institutions because you've built the integration pieces yourself. It's not a make your own integration, but essentially you're making it easier for people to access all that through one portal versus multiple different API instances, right? Exactly. It's a single Excellent. API. In terms of comparisons, the one I get most often is to Plaid. So go down being a, a Plaid for business. Yep, Plaid being a former guest in the show. And for those of you who didn't hear that, Plaid is a data aggregator who basically allows you to collect data from various financial institutions all in one place. So, so tell me about the creation of Codat. What led to its founding and what problem were you trying to address? I guess that goes back to my background. So I studied computer science university as a software engineer, and then I moved into a product role. And it was through that personal experience that I saw the need for what we've now built. And that was through the lens of working at a small business lender, where I saw the power of integrations. So instead of the manual process that existed before the connectivity that we built in our business, uh, where a small business who was applying for a loan had to submit financial statements, uh, ledgers um, in PDF over email, and things had to be typed in. Instead, we replaced that process with a connection to Zero, QuickBooks, and Sage uh, Accounting platforms. It's all well and good, but the problem is that small businesses use a large range of different um, applications to run their business. And so for each individual, well, that, that business, that for them as a lender, um, for each one of our clients, it becomes quickly very prohibitive to build lots of different integrations and to maintain them. And that's the problem that Codap solves, providing that functionality as a service. Yeah, you're basically a middleware in the middle there that basically gives them one point of access. And I'm sure many small business owners who've had to do anything involving lending and whatnot have experienced this already. It is, you know, it's amazing what what used to be versus what is. And actually, I'll contrast my own personal experience in applying for a loan with an alternative lender versus a traditional bank. Traditional bank had four rounds of asking me for data, for information, most of it in PDF form, and took a month to get to an answer. Alternative lender logged in, created an account, linked up my accounting software, linked up my banking information. I could have, with other, with other vendors, linked up various other uh, softwares and got an answer in 24 hours. So it really is a different world compared to what we're used to. So, so you basically, did you experience this problem of building all of these integrations firsthand? Or was it something that you basically said, uh, you know what, I, I just see, I see an opportunity. So was it personal pain or was it just the opportunity? It was personal pain. Personal pain working inside SMB yeah. So, I mean, and again, like you said, the number of number of instances, I mean, let's look at your website. How many different integrations have you built into different technologies? We're up to over 20 now. And that is growing quickly, as you can imagine. Actually, our product roadmap is, is public on our website. So you can take a look at the integrations that we're working on now and what's coming up. 
Excellent. No, that is no small feat. I mean, I hear 28, but it's not so so much as, uh, this is not like single sign-on where you're doing one function. Talk to me about some of the challenges of the amount of data you've got to basically make accessible and easily accessible through all these, through one, just even one platform. Give me one example of an accounting software. Yeah, it's a huge data footprint on small businesses. So we cover everything from high-level financials, a digital version of the profit and loss or balance sheet reports as examples, right down to the transactional level detail that you see in the journal. The customers, suppliers, invoices, bills are all in scope of our data model. Important to remember that for our clients, it's not just the extraction or the pulling of um, that data, but we also enable push of data um, back into the software packages to help our clients reconcile what's going on in their products with business customers and other systems of record. And the, the hard part about what we do is the standardization layer. So a huge um, value add um, that Kodak provides is that our API has got a standard data model. So it doesn't matter what system a small business is using, our clients interact with our API uh, they build once to our API, and that's a standard data model. So mapping um, from the different ways that each of these platforms represent the business data in our data model is no small feat. Well, no, and I think I was actually going to ask a question around that because people, the reality is QuickBooks, Zero Sage, Wave, whatever you want to, you know, just talk about the accounting softwares. They are no doubt not referring to every cell or every piece of data the exact same way, right? So just... People will often, I often say when it comes to two pieces of software, imagine two people speaking completely different languages. The APIs are nice because that just means that you can talk to each other, but you still need that middle piece to translate it all. So I was going to ask in particular, like, how did you get around that problem? Did you create a, so, but it sounds like you've done the, the most, what I will call the most difficult cleanest thing, which is you said, I don't care what it is you guys call these things. We're going to create one unified model and we'll take care of pointing your stuff to our framework, but everybody can focus on just basically using the one unified language if they're, if they're working with us. Yes, that's correct. It's uh, how we've done it. There's no shortcut. You've got to uh, spend a lot of time analyzing uh, the different representations of data. And actually, it's only once you've seen tens of thousands of data uh, you know, flow through your system that you found small businesses can enter data uh, into lots of these systems themselves. And that's one of the ways that what we do differs to, say, um, some of the company in the banking space. And there's all sorts of different ways that small businesses use their accounting software, that they run their books. And having to, to manage that is part of what makes the vacuum code out so valuable. Well, absolutely. Because I mean, you know, you said right there, 28 different integration supported. So you're a vendor. You want to be able to offer people the choice of tying into multiple accounting systems. You either build 28 integrations into the various partners you have, or you build one into you. So that is that is massively appealing. I can totally see where that, I mean, essentially what you've done is you've taken the complexity burden off of off of them and you created a, like, for like a return of microservices where you're basically like, no, no, we're, we're the middle layer. We'll make it all make sense. That's it. Excellent. So talk to me about the different verticals that you're basically involved in. I mean, you have over 100 clients at this point around the world. What are the different use cases they're using you for? Yeah, and that's what makes Podance such an interesting place to work is that there's a huge number of different use cases and verticals. And actually, there's new clients finding new use cases for our technology every week. Broadly, all the use cases Kodak can be 
split into two main categories. So one is understanding a small business. So for example, we talked about small business lending, that, that would fall into that category. Um, but also, uh, if you wanted to make a decision, if you're going to underwrite a small business for insurance or not, you need to un- it's all about understanding the SME. Some of, the, some of our clients in that space are providing uh, cash flow forecasting services. They're providing dashboards to help them run their business. It's all about understanding business through understanding their data. The second category of use cases is about synchronizing different applications that the small business uses and make, making sure the data is reconciled between them. So an example there um, could be you know, we've got a client, client in the, the point of sales space called Zettel, um, a PayPal company. And if you use Zettel and you use, say, QuickBooks, then um, if you, within your Zettel application, set up your integration with QuickBooks, that means that your Zettel sales and payment data is automatically synchronized uh, to your QuickBooks and is in the right format for uh, reporting your tax and running your business. That's all using Kodat behind the scenes. The second category will also include um, if you've got a corporate expense card uh, solution and you want to make sure that those transactions records are nice uh, to your business customers' accountants. Excellent. When you talked about this, so is it just an open API at this point, or are you like you know, this entire specifically between moving data between different systems? Is that something that the end consumer is doing, or is that something that you've actually built a bunch of off-the-shelf integrations for? So the the end consumer, uh, small business. Sorry, your business is yeah the yeah, business they, using. They, they don't business. know that um, that the product exists because we're completely white labeled. So um, the small business they they're aware of the software products and services they use. They're aware of Kodak clients. Kodak is kind of behind the scenes infrastructure. The small business um, does not need to set up uh, the integration. I guess the small caveat being that some of those synchronization um, instances. Some, con- some lightweight configuration that they provide, um, but that interface is all maintained by our business. Excellent. So, end of the day, you're just making one point of contact so much more valuable. So, that's where you are today. Talk to me about where you hope to go with this. Like, what is currently in development that's uh, getting you excited? Yeah. So, mission is to make life easier for small businesses, and that's what drives our product roadmap. We've expanded the type of integrations that we support. So, focused on uh, accounting software first and foremost, but more recently expanded into commerce integration. So the popular um, top of the call, I was saying marketplace, e-commerce, payments, as well as accounting software. So that's one direction of expansion in the types of systems that we connect with. And then the other direction is, is where we can provide uh, more value on top of that infrastructure. And a good example of that is a product we've just released called Insights, which is product helping our clients to provide more value from the data that it's flowing through. A good example of a, you know, one of the features of Insights is something we call cross-referencing. And we're stitching together data from the different systems for a particular SMB. So for example, between their transaction and their accounting software and matching those, the data in those two systems together so that our clients can have a better understanding of the hygiene of that data, and that enables them to, um, to utilize it to a greater extent. 
So I mean, overall, this is not a small piece of <laughs> a bit of work. I'm curious, do you have any statistics on how much data you're actually parsing for people at this point? Because I got to think that that counter is running out of digits. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I think we've made, we've had over half a billion um, API requests. In terms of the volume of data, I'll have to get back to you on, a, Fair enough. on an amount, but yes, it's, it's certainly large and growing. Are there any, I mean, I'm looking at your list of, of partners in particular. I mean, a lot of companies specifically in the financing space, because I mean, to them, it just makes perfect sense. Like they, you know, you're, they're utilizing you as an, as, an, as an access point for all the data that they need to do proper underwriting, just like the example I gave with that alternative lender previously. But with that, is there any other like sector of the economy that's actually started utilizing your tools that you've been surprised by? I think um, there's, there's really interesting use cases within vertical SaaS. So we have clients in property management, as an example, where the use case for Kodak is kind of twofold. One, there's a need to synchronize data between their platform and their customers' bookkeeping software. So, for example, invoices or rent, the case of property management solution. And then lots of these vertical SaaS companies are also now introducing an element of lending or capital or financing into their last tag. And that is enhanced when they have a holistic overview of the businesses performing. That data is often stored in things like the bookkeeping software. So, and when this is the value of data, right? I'm sure you you thought up the number of ways that you can move it around and, and basically collect it for these people. But small business is going to find ways to solve their problems with your solution that you never dreamt of. So that makes a lot of sense. Exactly. And you know, I use a property management example, but there's platforms for hairdressers or really beauty salons for independent pizzerias. All of these types of software providers need the sort of connectivity. Fantastic. Fantastic. So tell me, in terms of the amount of time you're saving people. So, I mean, I know it's far more efficient to utilize one point of entry, but I'm curious, like, what's the feedback you're getting from the companies that choose to partner with you? What are they saying in terms of the amount of time and effort and development costs that you're saving them, quite honestly? Yeah. And from a technical perspective, we're often shaving be years of development time, building um, mm. out the integrations that Kodak supports. So a huge uh, accelerator to the time to market. I mean, it's like anything else, you know, the so many of these plays have become infrastructure plays, right? You know, look at the Amazon, the AWSification of everything essentially is what we're really talking about is instead of, you know, if you've done it once, someone else is got is going to value what it is you've done, you can make it a platform. And if you make it a platform, then everybody moves a lot faster. And, you know, just getting, I see it all the time on this podcast is, you know, I think back to how long it took to use to do things a couple of years back to get a company from zero to, to market. And now I see how fast some of the companies I deal with now are moving and it's almost frighteningly fast, but it's uh, hard to keep up. So with that, there's um, there's a couple of questions I like to ask everybody, as you know, before, well, as I mentioned to you or warned you about before uh, we started this podcast and just end up positive note. The first one is if you had one wish for something you could change in your company or the industry as a whole, what would it be? That's a great question. Thumps everyone, by the way. <laughs> the one thing I'd change about the industry is that I would... Reduce the. Well, actually, I would ban buzzwords. Sorry, buzzwords. <laughs> I would ban, yeah, I would ban buzzword, uh, buzzwords. Kodak, one of our company values is useful, and we we focus on solving problems for our customers and the small business customers that they serve and serve. And I see so often, I see a lot of time companies throwing buzzwords around and that generating hype. 
at Kodak, we like to focus on the value that we're providing. Excellent. I, um, yeah, no, I mean, it's funny. I feel the same way. Uh, I, I think it was about three years ago. I was literally going out of my mind about to pull my hair out every time I heard the term client centric. And yet no one, every time I would just kind of challenge back, I'm like, okay, what does that mean to you? It's like, oh, that you focus on the client. I'm like, yeah, okay, right. Why? Oh, you know, so that way we can, we can, you know, better meet their needs and sell them more stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. So not client centric, right? So yeah, that buzzwords. Wow. Or, you know, not everybody's throwing the name AI behind their name anymore, which is kind of nice because that was getting a little out of hand for a while. Yeah. Well, we founded our company in 2017. So blockchain was obviously a, oh. a big one back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was, uh, it was funny, a long story. So I, I, can t- I participated in a case competition way back in university and it was a, dot com era case study and they basically you know challenge the, the, they're like wow you think we could do all they can do all this I'm like yes I'm like well where are they gonna get the money i'm like the case takes place in 1998 and you have an e and a dot com in your name where do you think you're gonna get the money and they just started laughing because it's just like yes it was very easy back then all right second question for you what's been the biggest challenge in the company to where it is today i think the big challenge with kodak and our growth has been attracting the right people so people are so important um, the company is our team. And so making sure that we, um, we're hiring the best possible people to come work at Kodak is uh, a continued. For a lot that of the, roles, I should add. Yeah. So yeah, hopefully maybe some of your listeners might be people that are interested in what we're doing and perhaps uh, take a look at our careers page and see if it's a role that fits for them. So it wouldn't be the first time someone got hired off my podcast. I'll tell you that much. So yeah. And for the record, that is the most common answer by a long shot. There's always, you know, it's always hard to find good help is the old saying, but I would say it's, it's definitely an issue in, uh, in technical car companies because man, there's a serious shortage of really good coders. And then last question I'll ask you before we wrap up, what is it that excites you the most about what it is you're working on and keeps you getting up every day to keep on fighting a good fight? Yeah. Another great question. So I'm a, I'm a product I at heart. And so it's building something, building our products, continuing to expand it and put it in the hands of more and more users. And more and more users for us, yes, it's our paying clients, um, large technology and financial services companies. But really, uh, it's, it's about small businesses and putting our technology in their workflows, whether they are aware of it or, or not, and helping as many small businesses as possible. Excellent. Well, Pete, I thank you for your time. Sincerely appreciated. Keep up the good work. I know a number of tech companies are going to point in your direction because <laughs> they haven't fully built all those integrations themselves. So, like I said, keep it up. Thank you very much for having me, Jason. So that was today's episode of FinTech Impact. I sincerely hope you enjoyed my conversation with Pete Lord from Kodak and find what he's doing fascinating because honestly, what he's gonna that type of technology powers a lot of valuable functionality that most of us most of us take for granted. It just happens in the background. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever your podcast. Until next time, take care. This podcast was brought to you by Woodgate Financial, an award-winning financial planning firm catering to high net worth individuals and their families. To learn more, go to woodgate.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, or find more episodes at jasonperera.ca.